Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Well, welcome to the episode number 17 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And today's episode is called Watson. We're going to be doing a tribute episode to our friend Watson. Yeah, so uh, we've you guys have probably heard us talk about him often before on this podcast. Um, he was a very important person to our life, a very important person to our sobriety, and we just thought that we would take some time to reflect back because uh, he's honestly a big inspiration to why we started the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thinking back to when we first met him, we met him through, uh, I worked with uh, Ryan Hudson, who uh, was uh, good buddies with Watson, and uh, he invited us over to a fire pit one night, and of course, you know, the oil patch, and we were all drinking and carrying on, and that's when we first met Waddy at his house, having a fire pit. Having a fire pit, having some drinks, and talking tester bullshit was probably his number one favorite thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, he was Watson was always just such a good time. Always the easiest person to shoot the shit with. He loved to chat and would chat with you. Didn't care. He didn't care if you were a fucking man, woman, child. He would find something to talk with you about. And he was just such a, such a, you know, such a genuine human being with such a big heart. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that's when we first met him, and then uh, we just became really good friends throughout the years, and. Uh, when we got sober, he was like easily our like number one supporter. Because at first, he didn't like believe me. I don't think many people believe us. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the few people was, that we did let in didn't really believe us at first. Because I like Watson was like my drinking buddy, right? Like I would, you know, it didn't matter what day of the week it was—Sunday, Monday—I could always. Watson was always up for a good time, you know. He'd go over to his house, get hammered, <laughs> shoot the shit, watch the Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Rewatch the favorite Sopranos. We used to do that quite often. Um, and he was just such a, like, he, I feel like he was a really important player in our, like, group of people we hung out with, especially back in the days when we were in active addiction. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, so when we got, first got sober, you know, the first month, he's like, yeah, yeah, but you'll be back on and blah, blah, blah. And then after about a month, he kind of realized, like, oh man, like, these guys are actually making the change and they're, uh, they're definitely in this for the long haul, and he was our number one supporter by far. He was also our number one fucking, like, instigator and, like, number one, like, shit disturber because he, oh, liked yeah. to, he liked to keep us in place, he liked to keep us in check, and he liked to humble us. I'll give him that. I remember sometimes we get in an argument, and I'd just be like, because he, he battled his own demons, you know, and he drank quite a bit and all that, and I'd be like, you know, what? you don't have to get drunk tonight, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, why don't you just shut up and go have a drink? Go have a drink, say. yeah. It was pretty funny. Then he'd laugh. And like, no, no, don't go do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he and you know what? It's funny because as time goes on, he passed away last September. Um, and it's it's hard because when we were battling our own shit, we were digging ourselves out of the trenches and doing our thing. It was must have been so hard for him to still be in his addiction while still trying to support our addiction. Like, you know, support us kind of yeah. get out of our shit. Um, but he did it, man. Like he fucking, he battled his own shit, but he was always there to like, make sure like we were mm-hmm. fucking getting ourselves going and getting ourselves on the clear. Yeah. I remember him telling me lots, like, I'm so jealous of like your guys' sobriety and I just, I wish I could do it. And then I'd always be like, well, you can like, just do it. And I'd always like try to bring him along with us on our sober journey, but it's just 
sobriety is like addiction is a fucking son of a bitch. It gets everybody and some people's addictions are stronger than others. And it's, it's sad to see, you know, it's, it, it affects everybody differently. And I just, I tried hard to, you know, bring them along on our sober journey. And it's just, everybody's sober journey is different and there's nothing you can do, I guess, you know. It's tough though. Cause I mean, and it's especially now just looking at the outcome of how like his life ended it's, it really makes you, well, it makes me reflect on the fact that I'm so fucking thankful that we figured our shit out, Yeah, you know, and it, but it's, it's almost like a survivor's guilt because it's shitty, man. Like he was the fucking, the first one he wanted, he like helped us move. He moved all our shit. Oh my God. Yeah. When he helped us move our shit, it was such an ordeal. <laughs> so we're moving all this shit and Blaine and I are like bickering at each other. And like Watson was so <laughs> concerned. Watson had never like seen us bicker. Blaine and I don't really fight a whole lot, believe it or not. Uh, we're pretty, like, we're usually on the same page. And, like, Blaine and I, it was, like, a super fucking hot day. And, like, Blaine and I were just, like, bickering back and forth, just stressed out for moving. And he was just, like, oh, my God. Like, are you guys fucking, like, and, like, he messaged me after. He was, like, he's, like, it's okay. Like, everybody fight. I'm, like, oh, my God, Watson, we're fine. I'm, like, this <laughs> yeah. is fucking, you haven't even seen it. Blaine and I get at each other. It's just, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, he was worried. I mean, he was so worried. And so I go over there. And I'm, like, he's, like, yeah. He's, like, yeah, Courtney, those boxes are real heavy. We're going to have to wait for Blaine to <laughs> So I like walked over there because I, I packed this shit like a lot of it I packed it myself and I'm like can't be that fucking heavy so then I like grab this box and I like start bringing it in he's like oh, fuck and then he goes and grabs it and starts bringing in these heavy boxes that were too that were too heavy for me and him to apparently pack yeah yeah it was funny when we still lived in town I was uh I remember I used to take him out to cut firewood all the time and like <laughs> like I said in earlier episodes like you gotta keep busy Birch if you're trying to stay and- sober so it's like well, let's go and cut fire out at six in the morning. Then you would be fucking exhausted. And he'd get out there and I'd fucking put all the logs up and be like, all right, you got to split it now. And he'd get the ax out and he'd split it all. And then the funniest thing. So we did this probably like six or seven times. We'd go cut a big load of wood. We'd split it all and put it back in the truck. So I'd drive him, drive him back to his house and I'd be like, hey, you want to unload it? He's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm too tired. Like, let's do it tomorrow. So I'd be like, okay. And then I'd go drop the wood off somewhere else, give it to somebody else, or put it in her backyard or whatever. And then the next day, he's like, where's my wood? I'm like, oh, looks like you're going to have to go cut more, Wadi. Yeah. He wants to loved a good fire pit. He loved yeah, his backyard and his house in Port St. John. Um, and he just, like, he just loved people in general. I think yeah. kind of, like, I think reason why it was so hard for him to battle his addictions is he was probably, he's lonely, right? He was a lonely guy. Yeah. He was by himself. And I think all his friends were deep in the trenches. Yeah. I've never met somebody who was more personable. Like he could, he could talk to anybody. Oh, he could sell shit. Anybody. To, he could sell shit to a farmer, that man. Like he yeah. fucking, yeah. Like <laughs> he was a good shit. I miss Watson a lot. Yeah. We used to just like, I just go over to his house, like any random day if I'm, when I was in town, you know, and I'd be like, I'm bored. Let's go see what Wadi's up to. Go over, shoot the shit, have a coffee, go for a drive, go check out stuff. He'd, he'd always, he loved like the oil patch. And he'd be like, oh, let's go over to so-and-so's yard and see how many tankers they got. And Oh, they must be busy. There's only a couple trucks in the yard. And literally, it was just hilarious to watch him do his thing. It was so funny. And he's just like, ah, he's... I'm just amazed at the fact that like he was so supportive with our shit when he was so deep in his own trenches, man. Like I think that is a sign of a really like a really true, genuine human being, a really true, genuine friend. 
is someone who can fucking fight their own battles and like struggle with it, but like still be able to help other people with similar battles. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy. That's insane. You don't see people like that. He, when I was still like in active addiction, I remember like I would go over, he used to call you, it was like the funniest thing. I'd be like having a bad day and like, I'd be mad at myself for just being a drunk, you know, and, He'd be like, oh, why don't you come over and we'll drink and talk about her drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so counterproductive, you know. I would sit there and I'd get drunk and I'd cry and be like, I don't know, like, why can't I stop? I'm just a drunk and blah, blah, blah. And he was the person who actually gave me uh, Alcoholics Anonymous book. And like I, I've said on earlier podcasts, AA isn't for me. And But I did read some of it and, you know, it just it wasn't... Well, it wasn't for me, but, you know, it just show, it goes to show, like, how much he, like, cared and wanted to help, you know? Well, I mean, that's such a huge sign, right? To fucking battle your own shit and still be able to, like, be in the trenches of your own and still trying to help other people. Like, he was just, he was so good that way, and he was so good to, like, he had such, like, a big heart. He generally, like, cared about everybody and anybody. Like, he was, like, a little busybody, and he liked to, like, you yeah. know, like, he liked to tell his stories and his bullshit but deep down, like, he was such a big-hearted, like, genuine yeah. human being. Like, I remember one Christmas party, because he used to love having Christmas parties. Yeah. It was, like, 9.30 at night, and he had had too many, and he was just on the floor, like, bawling. And he was just <laughs> like, I'm just so happy you got, like, and it was just so funny. Like, just such a genuine, nice human being. Yeah. And just, like, so full of emotion and just, like, so, so real, I guess. Just so mm-hmm. easy to just, like... Like, fuck it, I'm just going to be myself. Like, I'm yeah. Watson, I like to cry. You say yeah. shit like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, too, he was, like, we used to make fun of so many things and people. <laughs> and even Courtney, we'd make fun of her. I'd go over there and say, like, I'd be like, oh, she, he's like, oh, Courtney's not coming over. I'm like, oh, no, she got mad at me because I made a mess in the house. And he'd be like, Blaine, you gotta clean up your mess. And he'd pretend to be you. It was so funny. And we would... We would laugh and drink and <laughs> just bullshit about the wife, you know. <laughs> it was such a funny thing. Way good shit. I used to, well, back in fucking the drinking piece of shit days, I used to hang out there too while you were in yeah. the app. He was there. He'd always come over and have a drink. Yeah. He was a good guy. He was, um, well, and just like such a fucking, such a reason to like not fuck it up. Yeah. You know, like, such a, like, even on your worst days, like, I just look back and I look at Watson and how things turned out for him. And I'm just like, fuck me. Like, if anything can be learned from terrible, shitty situations like this, it's fucking keep her together. Don't fuck up. Yeah. Because the fucking gravity of the situation is when shit goes south, like, fuck. Like, it goes south and it goes south bad. Yeah. Yeah, another thing Watson absolutely loved was Monopoly. And risk. <laughs> we would go over and he'd always be like, okay, we're going to play risk. And this time we're going to finish the game. But we would never because we would, everybody would just get drunk. And then nobody wants to play risk anymore. Well, he did, but. Nobody else had yeah, Everybody else is drunk and like we'd be off doing whatever. He's like, it's your turn. It's like, I don't want to play risk anymore. I fucking oh, don't like risk. Fuck, remember that time we played Monopoly? Jesus yeah. Christ in fucking World War Three. I was like two seconds away from like seeing that table get thrown. I was like, holy fuck, Monopoly's yeah. over. <laughs> the fucking banker's cheating. Fucking Watson's got properties hidden up his sleeve. Like, oh my God, what a shit show. Yeah. Yeah, another couple things that I used to absolutely love was The Sopranos and Law and Order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd go over there and 
we just he's like, oh, let's put something on in the background. And always an episode of Sopranos or an episode of Law and Order. It's hilarious. And that motherfucker would quote the Sopranos word for oh, yeah. word, like like to the point where he would like like mimic the tone of the person talking. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He also liked uh, fuck when we went over there on his birthday. <laughs> we watched uh, Caddyshack, and that yeah. was a, that was a pretty good one. I remember he splurged. It was like five bucks to rent it. He's like, ah, fuck it, it's my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. We had like a big steak dinner. We were sober then too, and he had a couple of drinks, but he didn't go overboard or nothing. And you had fucking remember when you have gravy or potatoes all over his face, and we're like, "What's it? What the fuck? You're worse than a kid." Potato salad or something. Potato salad. Yeah, potato salad all over his face for half the night. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I remember he used to like we used to bust each other's balls all the time. Every time I'd see him, he'd always you're getting big, bud, <laughs> and I'm like, "Why?" I've lost 40 pounds, like, at the time. I'm like, I've been walking, working out. He's like, oh, no, I don't think so. You're getting big. He's a ball buster. He's always, he always said that, no matter what. <laughs> he was a good guy, though. He was so, yeah, just, like, such a fucking, such a good person to have on your side. Just such a genuine, good-hearted human being. Yeah, I knew that, like, no matter what, like, I could call him with anything. Like, any problem, anything, you know, and he'd be the first one to listen and, He'd give the shirt off his own back just to help you out if he had to, you know. And so, no, like, it's so like non-judgmental. Like, I feel like Watson has like gone through so much shit and done so much shit in his life. You could be like, Watson, I murdered a man. I murdered, I murdered a guy. And he'd be like, Ah, fuck, come over for a drink. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't even like, you know. Yeah, he'd be like, Come over, have a drink. We'll figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> out what we're gonna do. It's so funny. The thing, like, uh, like we used to talk to each other on the phone almost for a long time, like daily. And it was like when I was working in camp, it would be like, like oh, I'd talk to Courtney at night after work and during work. Oh, I'll give Waddy a call if I'm driving. Give Watson a call. See what he's up to. We were always just chatting and getting the latest tea. He always oh, had yeah. the tea. Talking shop about the oil patch, Fort St. John. He just loved it all. <laughs> well, and I think that's and again that's such like a such a staple of what made him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a huge, big part. He loved golf. He loved Monopoly. He loved the Sopranos. He loved fucking sitting around with his captains having a fucking drink, as he <laughs> yeah. used to say. Yeah, he was he was good shit. Yeah, we definitely played a lot of rounds of golf, and it was so funny. Every time we'd golf, he's just like, you're the best golfer. You know, you're the best golfer I've ever golfed with. He'd always tell me that. I'm like, I don't think I am. but <laughs> <laughs> And he, he loved... It was so funny. We'd go golfing, and he'd have his phone with him. And if it was, like, a nice, perfect, sunny day, he would turn on the, the U.S. Open music. And he'd be like, yeah, we're in the U.S. Open. Blade and Watson coming down 18. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It's, too, it's yeah, and it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think as time goes on, I almost miss him more. Yeah. Like, I don't think – it didn't really register at first, but, like, fuck, like – Oh, I miss Watson. I know, me too. I always like when I'm driving, I'm like, oh fuck, I can't just call him. And... He was, and you know what? Okay, like he was such a like the best person to fucking like. Yeah, like if I had a dollar for every person I made fun of with Watson, like I'd be fucking rich. <laughs> like he loved to like. He was such a loving human being, but he loved to like yeah get little digs in and talk shit. But it was so fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was like I don't even know how to explain it. It was just he would make fun of everybody. And, like, he would make fun of me and then give me a hug, you know? Like, it was yeah. so funny. Yeah, he would, like, he would, yeah, literally talk shit to you, but, like, yeah, and still be like, ah, oh, I fucking love you. Oh, yeah. I just love you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
be like, you guys are my, you guys are my people. You guys are, yeah, he is fucking, he's one of those people that is so easy to love. And it was so hard to see him struggle. And like, yeah. I really do wish that things, I mean, I'll always wish that things turned out different, but if that's one thing I can take from that whole situation is like, don't fuck it up, man. Like just yeah. don't. And that's honestly a big reason why we do the podcast is just to try to get our message out to help people that are struggling with addiction. Cause we've seen it go both ways. Like we've had a friend pass away from it and we have us who have gotten sober. So it's honestly with, with drugs and alcohol, there's no real in between. Like you're either going to end up dead or you're going to be sober. I think, I mean, there's no way fans are butts, especially with drugs. Like it's, it's so scary, especially nowadays. I mean, it's always been, but well, you just never, that's just it, right? You never fucking know. And it's, you know, I think when Watson passed away, a lot of people, like, I had people message me that were like, oh, shit, like, I knew he drank, but I didn't realize he was so far into, you know, like, I didn't realize he was, mm-hmm. he battles his addictions so, like, to that extent. And, like, you just, you never know with people, right? Yeah, you never know. People didn't know that me and you were in, you know, battling our addictions with drugs, like, for years. Nobody knew. Well, because ad- addicts were good at fucking putting on shows. That's Very why we're good at, we're at, good at fucking hiding because that's we're sur- in survival mode. I mean, yeah. we're bringing it on ourselves, but like we're in survival mode. Like clearly, you know? I was I was golfing with a couple buddies the other day, and uh, I was telling them a story about how when I was at work, sometimes if I was on night shift, I'd go for a round of golf, but I would just get drunk, and by the end of nine holes, I was hammered and. Then they're then I'd be like, yeah, I'd stay up till like two, three in the afternoon, get an hour of sleep, go to work. And they're like, did you do that when I worked with you? And I was like, oh yeah, like all the time. They're like, how did we not know? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I hit it because I was an addict. That's what we do, right? Like we're fucking. I like what is that like? Uh, we're alcoholics. We're usually satisfied just hurting ourselves, so we yeah. fucking hurt ourselves, and we just pretend like everything's honky dory. We don't let other people know, right? Yeah, and that's why I talk so much about it's why i have a podcast just to be like man like people deal with this stuff on their own and they don't ask for help and they just live this shit life that is just hard and now that i'm on the sober side it's like man i just want to scream at people like get sober it's so rewarding it's fucking awesome it's the best life in the world And, like, I just, like, for me, like, in, like, you know, Watson's case, I know it had to be harder for him because he was by himself and his friend group and all the people closest to him were all people he drank with and partied with, right? Like, we are very lucky that we had each other because you, I don't, I'm, like, you have to have somebody in the corner. As hard as it was with having somebody in your corner, even if it's just one person, Mm -hmm. it must have been so fucking hard to not, you know? And that's what I, like, this is what I want to get out of this podcast. Like, if you need somebody in your corner... I don't care if I fucking met you 500 times. I don't care if I disliked you. I don't care if I fucking, you called me a stupid bitch 25 years ago. <laughs> if like you need somebody in your corner, fucking let me know. I'll be that person. Yeah. You need I've... fucking people. You need to feel like someone has your back. Yeah. And you need people that you can do stuff with that doesn't inc- include drinking. And, you know, you have to have, if you're, especially in early sobriety, you got to be, doing activities with sober people you have to you have to be essentially you need to rewire your life around not being an addict yeah and that is so fucking difficult especially admitting it is so difficult it's so challenging you need like to give yourself the best shot yeah fucking set yourself up with somebody who's gonna align with you not somebody who's gonna work against you yeah and i 
I know I've seen it, like some people that are sober and they're hanging out with their friends and going to the bar on the weekends, but they're not drinking, but they still want to be like with their friends. It's like, that's just a recipe for a disaster. Like it's not going to work. That's the same as having, that's the same as having booze in your house, houses and a recovering alcoholic. Knock it the fuck off. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for a relapse. You're setting yourself up to fuck up. Yeah, it's like, oh, I walk by and look at that booze every day. It's like, oh, I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to drink it until you do. I've also seen in the, like, in the warmer weather, a, a, like, a recent like a chunk of people I know that were on the sober train have fallen off the wagon and started drinking again. And I'm like, fuck, just because it's nice outside doesn't mean you get to fucking throw in the towel and start <laughs> fucking chugging away again. Like, ah. Yeah, I try not to be too judgmental because everybody's sober journey is different. But I just, for me... I'm never going back. I'm never living that lifestyle again, ever. Well, I maybe I think for me, it might be like a little bit of my, again, it's probably my own like shadow, my shadow self, because like in a perfect world, I can fucking be a social, a social civil person that drank once a month and like didn't go off the fucking, like go off the fucking ledge. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess like, again, for me, it's probably just like my own like shadow self knowing that I can't fucking periodically just drink once in a while because it's going to fucking end in a runway. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah, maybe that's just my own, <laughs> it's, my own it's, self. It's funny that you say that because Watson used to say that all the time. God, like, oh, fuck, I went on a runaway, bud. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, we had a 10 a.m. tea time. Where the fuck were you? I came to your house to pick you up. And he's like, oh, fuck, I went on a fucking runaway. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was too fucked up to come. <laughs> fuck, it was funny. They're yeah. like, well, fuck, are we playing tomorrow? He's like, yeah, yeah I'll be ready. <laughs> Do you remember when there was that time period where you had he didn't he didn't have a vehicle and you had to drive him around all the yeah, time? Yeah. Um and like <laughs> one day fucking Blaine goes to pick him up and he jumps in the vehicle. And like macaroni, our dog, absolutely oh, just man. adored Watson. Like Love she would like dog. like excitement pee, like when she, and he was always just like Ugh, dog, get away from me, dog, and yeah. he just like had the funniest way how he would like talk to her, like he would yeah. like pet her, and like he was just was just like, Ugh. like you could tell he was like hungover and feeling like shit. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, go away, like, dog, go away, dog, and then she just was like <laughs> loving the shit out of him. Like she, she like peed on him, and I was yeah. like, oh my god. But I remember him getting in the vehicle, and I remember like like smelling him, and I was just like, holy <laughs> fuck! Like as a if I needed any like um any like. Yeah, like, you never need to drink again. It was just, like, that smell of, like, old booze. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, that's good. I know. Sometimes I pick him up. We go for breakfast or something. Like, rough night? He's like, oh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Well, let's go get some eggs in you and a coffee. Go get some food in you. Yeah. <laughs> or we took, him to, we took him to the dog park once. He brought his uh, vicar. He brought his dog yeah, brought over. Vickers, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm just having a coffee. I'm like, bullshit. I can smell you from here. There's fucking booze in that <laughs> Early. It was like 7.45 in the morning. A little was, bit of Bailey's a little in bit, Yeah, there's fucking... That's not just <laughs> coffee, Watson. You're full of shit. <laughs> you bullshitter is what you were. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the last summer we lived in town, too, I would... I'd go to his house at like 6 a.m. be like, we're going for a walk. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> but I eventually got him out, and we did. We'd go for a walk, have a coffee, and then... Uh, but then some mornings, like... No, fuck, no answer. <laughs> like, he ain't coming today. Or what about that time you took him ice fishing and it, you fucking drove all the way to get yeah. him all the way back. And then he was there for, what, like half an hour? It was so funny. So I was ice fishing on Charlie Lake, and I was way at the north end of the lake. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm ice fishing. He's like, oh, fuck, I'd like to try that. I was like, okay, I'll come get you. He's like, okay. 
So I drive all the way to town. I pick them up and we head back out and get back to the hole. And so I, I had two holes anyway. And I gave him a fishing rod or whatever. And he, he's like, here, take a picture of me. So I took a picture. He jigs it twice and he goes, now what? <laughs> I'm like, you just sit here. He's like, you just sit here? I'm like, yeah. Ah, fuck this. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm like, it was so funny he's like you just sit here and do nothing i'm like yeah <laughs> and he's just having none of it he's like no no this ain't for me <laughs> i think he took a picture with, I, he took a picture with macaroni and then he was like yeah i'm leaving yeah he's oh, just like oh. yeah take a picture of me and i'm like okay <laughs> that's funny he was like character that he was uh he was one of those people that you only meet once in your life and yeah. like a, a person that like stands that will stand out like i swear you could probably meet him once or twice and he would still stand out for you the rest of your life yeah anybody that ever met watson like even once or twice they definitely did not forget him <laughs> and like he like yeah like he just he get along with every walk of life he could find oh, yeah. something to talk about like like he could yeah like he could bullshit with a fucking a 90 year old man, a fucking 10 year old kid, everything in between. Like he would find something to talk about. And he was so accepting. Yeah. Right. Like, and I feel like a part of that, like, because he was so accepting, I feel like he really, uh, he really attracted people that weren't, the, didn't have good intentions for him because he could literally, like, yeah. like I said, he'd be like, I just fucking murdered a man. And he'd be like, ah, come over. We'll have a drink and figure it out. Like <laughs> yeah. he would just accept you for absolutely every fucking flaw. Anything you have done that everybody in the society would be like, what the fuck? Like, he'd be like, ah, it's okay. Come on over. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a rare breed of person you don't see often. But I like, I feel sad for him because I feel because he was so compassionate and so like open hearted, it just attracted like the people that did not have good intentions for him. And that just yeah. made him so much, made it so much harder for him to be sober. Another funny thing too, is he used to name drop all the time, <laughs> especially Fort St. John names. Oh, and like, he would say these names and I'm like, I have, He's like, oh, don't you know so-and-so? And I'm like, I have no clue who that is, Wadi. I have no clue. He's like, oh, you know, he's the manager and blah, 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 company. And it was so funny. He's like, oh, your dad didn't know him, he'd always say. <laughs> oh, I got to meet your dad. Oh, you got to take me to meet your I'm dad. Like, my dad doesn't know everybody in town either. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he does. He works in the old fashioned. He knows many, everybody. How many times have you like, oh, you got to take me to meet your dad? Like, I got to meet Yeah, he was funny. He was he was a smoother, he liked to bullshit and fucking, he was very charismatic. Like, he, yeah, again, he could talk to anybody, he could find a common ground with fucking absolutely anyone, and he was just, like, so easy to, so easy to see the good in people. Yeah. You know? You could have a zillion things wrong with you, and he would still always focus on that one good quality. Yeah. He'd pick on you for all the shit that was wrong with you. Don't fucking, don't fucking <laughs> keep yourself there. He'd give you a hard time and bust your oh, balls. Yeah. But he would always be that fucking, he would always see, and he would always make sure that good part of you was like broadcasted to the world. Yeah. He was definitely, like you say, like just like such a character, such a loving person. And just, he always wanted what's best for like everybody. And it's sad, you know, he just like, he did, it almost seemed like he wanted what's best for everybody except for himself almost. You know? Absolutely. And that is very much a, an addict thing, right? Like yeah. we, like I said, we fucking, you're usually addicts are usually satisfied just hurting themselves. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's shitty because you see that behavior and you can reflect on it, or at least I can, because, yeah. you know, we were addicts, so I get it. But it's just unfortunate that between the route we took and the route he ended up taking that we couldn't fucking meet more in the middle. It would have been nice to, it would have been nice to drag him up the hill with us. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. 
But guys, I hope everybody liked this episode. It was just a tribute episode to our friend Watson. I uh, I actually just got a tattoo not too long ago. It is a tribute to him. He's golfing on the moon. So and he's in the and he's in the trees. And he's in the trees. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> help it. I had to bug him. Hey, put him in the trees. Put him in the trees. Yeah. My yeah. last memory of Watson that I'll ever have is at our house at Macaroni Meadows when he jumped on the lawn tractor when we first got here. We're moving the stuff in. He's like, "Oh, I'll start mowing the lawn." <laughs> I'm like. You're going to help us move, but we don't need to mow the lawn. Oh, no, no, I'll mow the lawn. Oh, he was, and you know what? He was fucking photo opping and he was politicking. And I knew when I took that, <laughs> I knew, like, I, when I took that video of him, I knew that. And I said that to you after. I was like, I have a feeling that that's, yeah. he's, if things don't change, things he's not going to be long in this world. And unfortunately, it just didn't pan out, you know? Yeah, addiction is a son of a bitch and. Well, and that's why we do this. We want you to is, we want yeah. people to fucking see that you can go one or two ways. Well, you can go many ways, but fuck yeah. If you need help, ask for it. If you need someone to fucking be on your side, we'll be on your side. Exactly. Get sober, people. Life is amazing when you do. Absolutely. Rest and in peace, Watson. We miss you. We love you. Miss we'll you, see buddy. you soon, buddy. All right. See you guys later. See you next Friday.